0: The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 10, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Well, I ask, how in these days of political unrest and social division can we find such an agreement? I'm gonna share my story and the answer right ahead. Hello and welcome to Storming the Gates. We are going to be talking about the elements of prayer on this portion of the podcast. And we're also doing a study in the book of Esther. And I cannot wait to stop start chapter four next week. Well, When I started this podcast called Storming the Gates, I had a specific idea of what I wanted it to be. I was following the news, as always, and I definitely noticed things across the political landscape in our country were heating up like never before. Even though I continued to pray for the nation, I felt like I was merely an observer. Something stirred within me to put action in my prayers and to support the patriots and people who believe in a constitutional republic. In that, I originally purposed to pick a side as a podcaster. Yet God has since impressed on me that the important thing is to be sure that we are on his side. In fact, the other day, my daughter actually commented that she'd listened to my recent podcast. So of course, I asked her, what did you think? Well, she said, kind of grabbing a chip and munching and mulling it over, you definitely took a side. Oh boy, (laughs) I needed to think about that. You see, originally, I had subtitled this podcast, Where Religion and Politics Meet. I listened to a number of fantastic prophetic and praying people, and it was my desire to share the prayer strategies I was learning from them. And that's still part of my mission. Well, today's podcast is going to be a bit more personal. I'm going to share from my heart the direction God seems to be pointing me in as we move through these coming days that are certain to be full of division and turbulence. And my heart and head can become completely biased towards one end of the political spectrum. Although I grew up in a Democrat family, I have been a Republican since college, even before I found the Lord. There was a very outspoken professor who inspired me. He explained economics in loud and exuberant ways. I mean, he would get red-faced, and he'd jump up and down and break chalk. It drove most of the other students crazy, but I adored him. I I love someone who's passionate about their teaching. Well, back then, most good Christian folk I knew were aligned with the Democrat Party. They were concerned for the average citizen. The topics were work conditions, assistance for the poor, women's rights, And even though through a fluke, I'm not going to get into, I attended the Republican Party Convention in 1980, and I watched uh, President Reagan accept the nomination. But despite that, I was still stunned people could actually vote such a man into office. Well, that economic professor drew diagrams on the chalkboard, and he read articles that intrigued me and slowly changed my viewpoint, but purely on a fiscal level. Nowadays you would be hard pressed to find such an outspoken conservative on a college campus. It was never my intention to be a political person. I gave my life to the Lord in nineteen eighty three, and all I really knew was that I was in love with God. I loved the Bible, and I loved sharing his truth. I asked the Lord that if he was going to give me any ministry, make it first prayer and second writing, and that continues to be my heart's desire. And Um, although I have served the Lord and his church in many capacities. Well, over the next few decades, the political landscape began to change. Christians deserted the Democrat Party and joined the Republicans. Well, I considered that a win-win for me. I was already a fiscal conservative, but now I could be a moral conservative as well. With the steady influence of Christians, the Republican Party platform began to reflect biblical values that are important to me, such as school choice and pro-life. And that said, I do know a number of marvelous Christian leaders who remain stalwart Democrats because they're concerned about social justice and welfare and um, other important uh, platforms for the down and outers. But I want to leap ahead to now. I begin this podcast, but whenever I prepared it, I could feel God gently steering me away from that strong political edge I initially endeavored to take. I would plan one thing, and then I'd scrap it. It's like I could see people simply hungry for God and for his word, and they were in need of biblical, not political answers. I sensed God telling me he wanted to shape this podcast. And that doesn't mean political commentary is wrong. Not at all. It simply was not what God was calling me to bring to the podcaster table. So what I want to share next comes mostly from what I wrote in my journal just a few days back on November 21st. I wrote that I'd had an interesting morning with the Lord. Yesterday, I wrote, I prepared my podcast. And I started this podcast thinking I would be sort of a Christian voice for the unashamedly Republicans. But as I prepare, I always think of those who listen, and then I temper my brazenly political side. It's still there, but not as strong. Yesterday, I redid my first draft because I was feeling I needed to let individuals hear from God, not me, to make their decisions. I even added a part of Joshua 5, where Joshua asks an interloper, whose side are you on? All right, I'm going to pause for my journal for a second, and let's look at that story. It's found in Joshua 5, verses 13 through 15. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, they lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Now this story we're going to refer back to soon. Let me go on to write or to read to you what I had journaled. Today I read a prophecy by Brian Williams, who incidentally is a pastor I follow on social media, where he said the same thing. I'm going to read that to you now. This is by Brian Williams. Just a few days ago, I posted about the importance of weighing prophetic dreams against scripture, but I was careful to affirm the importance of them. In a very candid manner, as I went to bed last night, I said to God, Lord, you said in your word that the secret of the Lord is with those who fear you and that you do nothing unless you reveal it to your servants. Lord, I ask you to give me a dream vision of what's going on in the White House. Amazingly, last night I did in fact have a very vivid dream and it was absolutely terrible. We were inside the White House and it looked like a war zone. Both Republicans and Democrats were shooting at each other, their dead bodies and blood everywhere. In the end, there was no winner because the nation had literally self-destructed. The news reporters were shouting, America has destroyed herself. She is no more we had all lost as a nation. When the fighting ceased, the level of wickedness that was exposed made both Republicans and Democrats ashamed. Then I woke up. Immediately a passage of scripture was brought to my mind. Joshua 5, verse 13 through 15. Whoa, that's what I just had talked about, just read to you. And I have tremendous respect for Pastor Brian Williams. As I was reading this post, It just so happened that the exact same time. I'm listening to a video by Rick Joyner. It was kind of background noise as I was reading. And Rick Joyner was saying, some of the most bizarre doctrines of all come out when we start politicizing the scripture and we all do it, both sides, right and left. And then Rick Joyner said, remember when Joshua went up to the one who was the captain of the host of the Lord? That means he was meeting with Jesus. He said, are you for us or for our adversaries? Joshua obviously didn't know who he was. He said, neither. He was not coming to take sides. He was coming to take over. God is not a Republican and he's not a Democrat. Well, Rick words smote me. It did. The last couple of days, I have been made aware. The Republicans also act wickedly. There are things that really we don't know that are going on. There are people betraying one another, and there is a great battle for power. And in the end, you know what? It's not a person we need. No president is going to be our deliverer. But what we do need is the power and the plans of God. That is where our focus and our allegiance lies. Otherwise, we are only going to become useful idiots for some political power. I was actually led to produce today's podcast because, well, I have no work and I was home all by myself. And I was praying and I said, Lord, what should I do today? And just felt like I should produce a podcast. Usually I do it over a few days, but it was like, I'm just going to do one today. Well, I've been eager to get to Esther chapter four, where the famous words for such a time as this are uttered. I've also been eager to share thoughts in scripture about persevering in prayer. Well, which one should I do? I inquired as I sat before the Lord. And then, in a true captain of the Lord of hosts way, he said, neither. And the title, Whose Side Are You On?, came to mind. Right after that, I literally felt led to read 1 Corinthians, and I started in chapter 1, and that's where I read this verse. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. That is a tall order from the Apostle Paul to a church divided. How can we possibly become a body that speaks and thinks the same thing? We can only do it when we dwell close to the Father, listen to his voice, read his word, believe it, and obey it. We can start by obeying the Bible's command to love one another fervently and with a pure heart. First Peter one twenty two. It's not about changing people's minds. It's about loving people. It's about listening and being open to hearing thoughts and opinions, even when they don't align with our own. Listen to understand a person's soul, find the common ground, and that's where you can stand together. Meanwhile, we do wage a war. But it is not against one another. It's with principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We don't make God choose our side. We choose God's side. We align ourselves with Him. And that's why we come before Him with prayer and hear from Him. God, we come to you right now, Lord God. Forgive us, Lord, for wanting you to be on our side and not being open to the things that you desire to show us throughout this world, through other people, Lord. I pray, Lord, that your power and your glory would be upon your people, no matter what side of the political aisle they fall on. But Lord, that we would endeavor above all to be righteous, to be holy, to be pure, and to be like you. Thank you, Lord God. Let us hear your voice. Direct us in the way we should go, that we might walk in it. And God bless America been good being with you today. And I will be back next week. Chapter four of Esther, one of my favorites. I look forward to seeing you there. You can visit Storming the Gates on Spotify and on Apple podcast. Also, a prayer and fasting on Facebook is my Facebook group. And I did start a Storming the Gates group on MeWe. So if you recently started an account at MeWe, I'll find you there. God bless you all. Happy Thanksgiving.